Good morning. Last night, supervisors narrowly approved a 62% pay raise for the next board, their first raise since 2008. For Friday, July 21st, it's your Loudon Now Morning Minute. Today's Morning Minute is sponsored by Get Out Loudon. It's a new service from the Loudon Now team to help get you out of the house and to explore the county's many ways to get out. Go to getoutloudon.com for our complete calendar of concerts and events. And if you've got an event, make sure you get your dates on our list. We want to help get more people through your door and make your event a success. To stay up to date on the latest entertainment, you can also follow Get Out Loudon on Facebook or on Twitter and sign up for the weekly e-newsletter with the best stuff each weekend. It's all at getoutloudon.com. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. Last night, supervisors voted on a proposal to raise the annual salary for supervisors by 62%, the first raise since 2008. It goes into effect in 2020, after the next board election, as required by state law. For a normal district supervisor, that means a raise from $41,200 a year to $66,826. For the chair, that means a bump from $50,000 to $81,100. Dulles Supervisor Matt Letourneau, who championed this idea along with Chair Phyllis Randall, said that was meant to approximately track with the growth in the county's general operating budget since 2008. It equates to where supervisors would be in 2020 if they got about a 4% raise every year since 2008. I don't think the actual dollar amount, which is $65,000, is an unreasonable amount of money for a district supervisor, 80000 for the chair, vice chair in the middle, that has the type of responsibilities that come with the job of overseeing what will be a $3 billion enterprise in a county of 400,000 people. The buck stops right here. We have the responsibility. The amount of money in this proposal is a very fair compensation for that amount of responsibility. He said the change in pay reflects how much the job of being a Loudoun supervisor has changed since 2008. And Chair Randall argued keeping supervisor salaries too low could be keeping lower income people from running for office. I would love to open this opportunity up to other people. I don't know who else may or may not want to run. The truth, the truth is, you know, for the ones of us voting against this, we may be voting and allowing somebody to run against us who would never be able to run against us because they couldn't afford it. The pay raise only just passed the board, which approved it five to four. On the other side of it, Vice Chair Ralph Bona and Supervisors Kristen Umstadt, Gary Higgins, and Suzanne Volpe. Vice Chair Bona proposed an alternate raise that works out to about 2% every year since 2008, roughly equivalent to the raises county staff have gotten. He said the way to handle the fact that the job is bigger now is to increase the district budgets so supervisors can hire more staff aides if they need. So I think this is a reasonable proposal. I think that if you're not willing to support the proposal, you're sending a message that staff that we're more important than staff. Their jobs have increased, we hired at FTEs. Our jobs increased, we added district budgets. Other supervisors, like Supervisor Higgins, agreed. This job is about service, and that's why we're here. And I understand people um, you know, need, have needs for additional income. I've been there myself. Uh, but adding pay is not going to increase the hours. Adding pay isn't going to increase any of our time, because we only have 24 hours. In a day. So 
that doesn't change anything. That doesn't give you more time. What will give you more time is what Supervisor Boner talked about, and that's increasing staff sal or staff um, um, money that you have in your budget for that. And if you want to talk about that, I'd be glad to talk about it. Because that's how you increase your hours and decrease your workload is you have more boots on the ground to do the work. But that didn't quite get the votes. Supervisor Letourneau has said throughout that the reason this raise looks so ugly is that the board just hasn't dealt with this for so long. This action tries to get the board on a more regular schedule by throwing in 2% increases in each year of the next board's term. I want to say the best thing about this motion, which we haven't talked about, is it has a, it increases the pay by 2% every year for the next term, which means we don't ever have to have this discussion like this again, because we will, unless somebody comes in with, with a philosophy that I don't agree with, we will never have to have this type of huge gap between years that the board has never looked at salary. And, and that's the problem. That's why we're in this really impossible discussion we're in. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story, including some more of what supervisors had to say. In other news, if Maryland is the barrier to getting a new bridge across the Potomac, the barrier showed some cracks on Wednesday. Here in Virginia, we're used to hearing that a bridge will never happen because Maryland is against it. After all, the, you know, the bridge has got to come down on the other side of the river. Earlier this week, the Montgomery County Council, directly across the river from Loudoun, voted unanimously against the idea of a new bridge, and not for the first time. On Wednesday, the National Capital Region Transportation Planning Board was looking at a list of 10 long-range projects to study, among them a new bridge. This is a regional body with representatives from jurisdictions in Northern Virginia, Maryland, and D.C. Naturally, there was a motion to take that bridge off that list. But three cities in Montgomery County voted to keep it in. Those three votes made the difference, too. The motion to take the bridge out failed 12 to 17. If those three had voted with the rest of the Maryland delegation, the motion would have succeeded by one vote. The cities that voted to study the bridge were Gaithersburg, Rockville, and Tacoma Park. Neil Harris is a member of the Gaithersburg City Council, as well as the long-range planning board that recommended studying the bridge. He said he hears from his constituents all the time that they need a bridge, and said the bridge idea is obviously worth at least studying. He also said this debate kind of reflects the problem with transportation planning in the D.C. region. We have these regional organizations, but everyone in them puts forth parochial projects that are just good for their jurisdiction rather than truly regional ideas. The bridge, he said, is a regional idea. Check the story online for more of what Councilman Harris had to say. We've also been following this renewed bridge debate pretty closely, so check out the website to catch up on where we are, because we're a long way from even beginning to pay for a new bridge. But there has been some movement. That debate over the raise was only the second most interesting thing that happened in the county government center today, by the way. Earlier, I guess you could accuse me of burying the lead. Anyway, earlier in the day, everyone evacuated the building because of a fire alarm. Someone pulled the alarm because of a haze and odor that seemed to be caused by an electrical fire on the second floor of the building. Fire officials believe it came from a problem with the HVAC system. One person was taken to the hospital to get checked out. Uh, they all got in about 3 o'clock in the afternoon. About 500 people work in that building. The Loudoun County Health Department has now identified about 60 people, 6-0 people, who were sickened by an apparent outbreak of norovirus, or stomach flu, at the Chipotle on 777 Road in Sterling. 
These people ate at the Chipotle over last weekend before falling ill. The restaurant voluntarily closed when they heard about the outbreak and went through, as they say it, a complete sanitization. The restaurant reopened Wednesday. And if you're plugged into the restaurant scene in Leesburg, you've probably been hearing about this fabled restaurant and tequila bar that's been coming forever. Well, it's here. Cocina on Market is doing business with a focus on authentic Mexican cuisine. This is by the same people who opened Market Table Bistro in Lovettsville and Market Burger in Percival. In other words, they know what they're doing. We've got a full write-up of what you can expect in there and what they're doing at the restaurant on our website. Get the full story on all these stories, in fact, over at loudnow.com. While you're there, read Wine, Whiskey, and History, Loudon's Past Meets Its Spirited Present, for a look back at how Loudon's craft beverage scene has grown and where it's going. It's all at loudonnow.com. On today's calendar, it's Friday. At 6 p.m., check out String Theory at Blend Coffee Bar in Ashburn. At 6.30, the Bordello Bandits are playing the Gap Stage in Hillsboro. And if you feel like heading over the mountain, there's a night of live music by Keith Harrington and Friends, followed by a screening of the documentary film Keith's Blues, My Life with Parkinson's, at the Barnes at Rose Hill. Get the details on these events and check out the rest of the events calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you're looking for something to do this weekend, check out Sam's Weekend Picks. She's got all kinds of live music this week, and it looks like just an amazing good time. It's all at getoutloudon.com. Okay, have a great weekend, and have a great day. Yeah.